You're listening to Radio ISO, the podcast bringing you notes from isolation and stories about the people we're missing. I'm your host, Emily Sargent. Today I caught up with my friend B as she was about to celebrate her first birthday in lockdown. Yeah, I've um, what have I done? I've got like a broken leg, <laughs> basically. Is this still your foot? Uh, or is it yeah, something? I've got. Yeah, so it's my foot, but now it's oh, like radiating up, up like one of my legs. So I kind of feel as if I feel like my right leg is about three inches too short. Oh, it's effectively how I would describe. That sounds my awful. So hang on, the the shorter one is the one in pain. Yeah, yeah, the short, <laughs> the, the psychologically oh shorter one. Can yeah, you, are one you, so you like struggling to walk? Yeah, like I just feel literally like I can't basically put any pressure on my leg. Um, so I went on a, when to be fair, it's my totally my own fault. So I went on a really long walk mm. yesterday, and um, and shockingly can't walk oh, today God. so <laughs> how are you no i'm i'm fine i just felt like this week was a bit shit um but maybe it, i suppose what i feel now is that it's uh like uh, so last night it was sort of 26 degrees in london in the yeah, evening yeah, and yeah. um the park i mean i went out for a walk in the evening and the parks I know everyone's saying it, but it really, it's like a music festival or something. There are so many people everywhere. Yeah. And all in groups of like 20 people. And, and like, you know, teenagers just sort of screaming and throwing up. And it just was sort of chaos. And I, and so I felt like, well, this is now all the worst elements of this because we don't have the sort of peace and quiet anymore. And still, I'm, very confined to my house at the minute because I just can't really go out and do anything so I just felt a bit fed up last night but I saw the the maddest thing I mean it was sort of beyond satire so there was this field of people all just like sitting getting I believe the technical term you're looking for Emily is covidiots (laughs) (laughs) a field of covidiots and then I saw six or seven police officers all kind of gathered together and I was like, oh, they're going to go and break up the biggest groups. Um, sure, like that's probably a good thing. And I was like, well, they're not really moving. I wonder what they're doing. And then I sort of, if you imagine, I kind of just sort of looked out more to the broader scene and I was like, they're queuing to get an ice cream from an ice cream van. police officers I mean can you I took a picture because I was just like jaw on the floor couldn't believe what I was seeing Um, and so I just felt really fucked off after that because I thought no one cares so obviously Harry was supposed to be going back to school on the 1st of June yeah. And then yesterday they were saying, we got an email basically saying the council's decided that, you know, it's not prepared to 
it won't be rushing for the 1st of June and it's not convinced by the government science, blah, blah, blah. And so there's now another Harry won't be going back in any form until like the 21st of June. How did he react to it? Well, being I haven't told him. Back? I haven't told him because he'll be really, really upset about it because I'd said mm. that he was going back on the 1st of June. And bless mm. him, he's been like, how many days is it now, man, till I can see my friends? So anyway, I haven't told him, but he'll be really, really cheesed off. Thank God it was nice weather yesterday. Homeschooling consisted of him and Cheggy running around in the paddling pool. Um, I'd forgotten how rank paddling pools are, by the way. <laughs> I used to love them. Yeah, but like, Emily, the thing is, they're really nice for about five minutes. Then they are filled with soil, grass... Muck. Yeah, I guess. And it, I spent my most of the because I'm obviously a complete controlling psycho. I spent my most of the day standing over the paddling pool in like a hideous sundress <laughs> with a sieve trying to like clean <laughs> the pool, um, which was frankly just embarrassing um, and also completely made no, absolutely no sense because it was I just filled these... up again. Memories of when we were young, of in the summer. I and I just was thinking about it now in terms of trying to grow plants and trying to keep them alive and being quite precious about it. And we had this very nice lawn in our garden that I would just annihilate by, yeah. by like you know when you just make would make those um, sort of homemade slip and slides and yeah, you yeah. Just put bin bags out and cover it in fairy liquid and then do a sort of take a running jump. And I was not a light child, so I would be sort of crashing to the yeah. ground and, well, our, yeah, covering the lawn in water. Yeah, well, our lawn already looked like the sort of Siberian tundra. <clears throat> Basically, just like barren earth with a few tufts um, after lockdown because Harry's just kicked the football over it so much. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, so basically there was hard, there was no grass, and now once we tipped out like the enormous paddling pool, it's now basically just a bog, a swamp. Yeah, there was there's no grass to absorb the water, <laughs> so it was basically just tipping gallon after gallon of water onto a pile of of soil, which is effectively well, that'd be lovely there. for a, a post lockdown garden party. I'm welcome really to my peat bog. Yeah, welcome to bees peat bog. Here it is. Have a nice <laughs> no, exactly. Enjoy a nice relaxing mud bath. I mean um, I'm saying this, we were so we've slightly done a bit of an overhaul on this like concrete yard that we've got and there's all these flats above and we were sat having a meal the other night and Kaylee was about to take a first bite of her food and a latex glove dropped on her head. <laughs> we were like cool well there's there's actually probably coronavirus in our meal now this is lovely. We were on this walk there was this group of teenagers that like they kind of appeared and they were like oh, just they were probably about 14, 15, maybe a bit younger even, like a group of girls. They were all wearing like, do you know when you were a teenager and you'd wear a uni- you would all wear a uniform? So they were all wearing really short denim shorts mm-hmm. and um, like just little, just little outfits. 
Like, and it was, <laughs> but to be fair, they all had literally rocking bods. I was honestly like, I was saying to my friend, I was going, oh my God, I've seen her legs. I can't believe it. At, at this point, I should point out that I was experiencing, I was, it was very hot yesterday. I'm 30 weeks pregnant. There was some quite significant swelling had taken place during the day. <laughs> <laughs> so I jammed my extremely swollen, like, hoof into, <laughs> into a very tight shoe. And there was a bit of an overhang. And I was also wearing, I was wearing like a, actually you'd have had hysterics. I ordered this dress, um, this maternity dress, like a couple of weeks ago thinking that it was going to revolutionise my maternity wardrobe and it was just foul. But I couldn't be bothered to take it back. So I was wearing, I was braless, wearing this dress. <laughs> it was looking a bit peculiar. Um, and then there were these girls and it was just so funny because my friend Becky and I were just walking behind them. Becky was getting really annoyed about how slow they were walking because they were like holding us up. I was quite relieved because I'd been trying to walk really fast, but my shoes, my, my feet, my feet were a little sore. So I was quite enjoying the slower pace. Um, and then I had that. Mo- I had one of those moments which I know we've talked about before, where I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not 14. I'm actually 31." And I look like the teacher. I look like the pregnant teacher behind a group of school children, and it was just really embarrassing. So, oh god, I yeah. hate I hate that feeling. I had that when I was watching Girls in the Park yesterday, and it was the same thing. They had they were basically all wearing a sort of bra and thong. They yeah, were just, yeah. It, I couldn't believe it. But I was thinking as well, actually, of what we used to wear when we were young, and I was like, to be fair, even like. I, I basically used to go out dressed as a 40-year-old secretary thinking was, that was that was going to get me into yeah, a club. Was it was say. like a blazer. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, we all dressed up. There was that phase where we were all like, tonight I will be dressing as a Jehovah's Witness to go out <laughs> to get into a nightclub. Also, did I can't remember if you wore these as well, but we... Um, we definitely had a phase of the, the they were called gypsy skirts and yeah. they were sort of mid calf. Yeah. And and that and I would be in a yeah, all in brown or brown, all for fear brown. of clashing. Obviously. I would just do a, a, a mono palette. So there'd be a kind of brown bolero cardigan with holes in it. And then the a belt, brown vest top. Disc uh, belt. The disc gladiator belt. And then, <laughs> and, then, and, then and then but the stiletto. funniest thing well, no, this is what made me laugh so much. I mean, often a stiletto um, with a rah-rah skirt. But yeah. oddly enough, I, when I was wearing a mid-calf brown gypsy skirt, I would often pair it with also a mid-calf suede boot. Nice! <laughs> with a kitten heel. I mean, can oh, you imagine a more offensive shoe? I Well, I don't. As you know, as a woman with, of large calf, I struggle with, a, I would struggle with anything that was mid-calf on, in terms of boot. But I find kitten heels just offensive. I'm sorry. I I actually was going to say to you, I don't know if you bought me a birthday present yet, but when I was reading um, uh-huh. the Style magazine on, on Sunday, there was, 
was a thigh high croc. Oh my god! I was li- to be fair, they were saying like this is the this is the worst thing I've ever seen. But how does that work? Because isn't it thick rubber? So, honestly, Emily, this how work, do you it, get into it? I don't know. And to be honest, the thought all I could think was like, how do you get into it? And then the thought of thinking about how I would get into it and how it would feel once I was into it started to make oh. me feel like claustrophobic. Well, I had Birkenstocks on yesterday, and as I described, there was some quite significant swelling. So a shoe that I would normally say is, like, really quite loose. You know, they're the double-strapped ones. They're, like, pretty loose. They were... Will was like, I don't think you should go out. And I was like, why? What's wrong? And he's like, your feet. And when, when I looked down, there was, like... Balloons. Yeah, like balloons just bursting out of your shoes. I was like... Oh, it's the worst feeling. I mean, I've not obviously been pregnant, but I've Mm. definitely... I mean, it it goes above 18 degrees and I'm there. May I cast your mind back, Emily, to that evening? I'm already there. (laughs) To that evening in Corfu when... (laughs) You and I were just sitting at that bar and I was like, something's going on, Emily. (laughs) And we looked down and my feet were engulfing a leather thong sandal. I mean, it was... The table hovering off the ground. <laughs> the table lifting slowly. <laughs> that was honestly... That was awful. That... You had, you, I think you really did have that elephant <laughs> I just feel very every it's a, it's just groundhog day at the moment. Oh, I can't no. I feel like I'm waking up every morning and opening my eyes and I'm it's so it's not healthy. I'm working in my bedroom right oh. now because I really because of boring reasons and and so I'm I'm truly on the busy days eating, sleeping and working in the same sort of Room. 3 by 3. It's just awful yeah it's um, really tough what are you have you guys made any plans for your birthday oh god literally i think um to be honest I, if i could just go for a nice walk if my leg has grown back the three inches that i think that it might have <laughs> i mean it isn't shorter if it is i must go to a doctor because it's <laughs> I've got a very serious problem. And I must buy you an orthopaedic shoe. And you must buy me a Dr. Shawl urgently. <laughs> <laughs> a nice wooden-based shoe. Before I was confined to the house, because I can't move, we were, when we were cycling up to Hampstead and other uh, rich yeah. bits of London, just sort of staring at all of the amazing houses that... But I often do it when running, and... Um, I have fallen over more than once because I've like fallen into I've <laughs> fallen into like a big pothole without realizing because like I've been craning my neck to um look into someone like look at someone's house. But Will's a great person to go house perving with because he's so tall. Like he can look, he can look over walls. He can like give you a he give you a boost if you want to get. If you want to have a really good look. I thought you were going to say because we've got really similar tastes in houses, not because you no. not cause he can give you a leg up. Because he can like, give me a leg up. Where, what would be your dream house? Have you seen one? 
Well, yeah, I would like this one that we, Kath and I found like in the middle of the countryside, with ha- which has like this big sweeping drive. I would just like for the children to be able just to sort of roam about in large but safe mm. and enclosed grounds. Yeah. Um, I don't really have like a lot of the house, like a lot of these houses have swimming pools in, which I'm a bit scared of because I just imagine the body, I imagine like the water at night. That doesn't really, that frightens yeah. me. Yeah, I know. Creepy. I'm, I'm, creepy. Not, I'm not as bothered about that. No, I don't know if I'd go in for that. So, uh, yeah, I would just like a big, I would like an enormous kitchen. Mm. Um, and then my my main stipulation for a home would just be like the mother of all utility rooms with like dryers, washers, sinks. This is so boring. My life, I have become, a, I am literally a cliche. It's actually ridiculous. But I would love a, I would love a utility room. No, I would love that. I would love a very opulent study with a lot of... So when we were watching Handmaid's Tale, which I've now stopped watching because I realised it was very distressing um, and not what I needed in the pandemic. But one of the reasons that I kept getting lured back in was to see the commander's study. Yeah. All the dark wood, the fireplace, just somewhere to have a whiskey and smoke a cigar cigar. and read. I know, I know. Oh, God. And I love those green banker's lamps. Yes. Oh, Every time one of those lamps those. comes on screen, I am so boring. Yeah. I always say I've got to get one of those. One of those. I know. I abs- I do. I absolutely love that. Speaking of things that we've watched this week, um, mm. obviously I'm. Oh, I hate to say this, but Westworld's really fallen off the wagon Who saw that coming? Oh God! They're all. I don't. I mean, it was funny last night where we were watching it, and Will was going. Oh, I don't even care if this person dies. I don't even know is that a robot or not. I forgot. Just die. I'm really bored. It's really annoying. Um, so that's gone off the boil. But we have thoroughly enjoyed the um Michael Jordan, the Last Dance. Have you heard about it? I've heard about it, but I've not watched it. I was oh. hoping you were going to say that you've watched Race Across the World, but no, um... I haven't watched Race Across the World. I will. Shockingly, I am not a basketball fan, and I don't really know anything. I didn't really know anything about Michael Jordan or the Chicago Bulls, <laughs> but there's just something so thoroughly inspirational about the program. Will's the right height to be a basketball player. I know, and I said to him after we watched it. To be fair, does he fancy it? Oh, well, I was like, after we watched that, I was like, after you watched like this, like just you know, gorgeous, athletic Michael Jordan just leaping about the place. I was like, oh, God, Will, why are you not a basketball player? Like, you're a giant, you're a freak, you're supposed to be really good at basketball. And he was like, I can't jump. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I just can't, okay? I'm not very good at jumping. And then I realised I've never seen Will jump, like, ever. And I think maybe there's something wrong with him. He does have a slight phobia of bending his knees. Have you ever seen Will? <laughs> have you ever seen Will when he drops something? How he picks it up? No. <laughs> I, does like, he just okay. fold from the hips he like folds, a ballerina? That's exactly what he does, Emily. He folds from the hips <laughs> like a ballerina. He like locks his knees back 
and then just falls out. <laughs> what? How so... have I never seen that? Okay, well, also, next... it's so funny that you're thinking, oh my god, in all these years of marriage, I've never seen my husband jump. Yeah, I'm going to make him do it tonight. There was a woman at the, um, the gym, my gym, that like, she was, to be fair, she, rocking bod. She was like a, a fit older woman. Um, I suspect had had her boobs done and was just very glamorous. She was in very good shape. But she'd like come into the changing room and obviously I'd often be there like having taken the kids for a swim or something. And she'd like come into the changing room, take off all of her like really sort of nice gym wear and then just go and have a shower, come out, dry herself off in a quite intimate way and then just stay naked She'd often put fake tan on, but like out, yeah. in, you know, like really publicly and then yeah. walk around, wait for that to dry, then like slip into sort of quite sexy lingerie and be like, do you know that you're not at home? Like, There's you- so many, so many women at the gyms that I've been to in London who are like that and they're basically sort of, you know, moisturising with one leg on your shoulder. Yeah. And- <laughs> basically like moisturizing with one leg on your shoulder saying oh I'm just gonna you don't mind if I just change the ring in my clitoris do you while I'm <laughs> while I'm here I just thought I might as well do that you wouldn't mind holding, holding my ankles while I just get you know just crack on with that I know and the, and the, th- the jobs that definitely don't need to be done nude like there will be a woman who's completely naked next to me just like you know putting on mascara so you could yeah. have you put could some, have definitely put some pants on and then do that. <laughs> but or... then I feel like such a prude because I, know, I, I I'm you like, know, there's there's obviously nothing wrong with no. being naked. I just don't feel comfortable enough. I'd love to feel comfortable enough about my body that I could do that. Yeah, but I don't. No, I, I, I. Well, I certainly don't. Will's always had tells me that my dad. If you ever have to get like the times he's had to get changed with my dad when they've like gone swimming or whatever. Um, Will claims that my dad takes off, basically walks into the changing room in like full coat, hat, scarf, everything, and then just before he's done anything else, apart, just takes his trousers off. So I was like, <laughs> so what are you saying? He would literally take off his shoes and trousers before his hat, before his hat coat, any, anything. <laughs> and Will's like, honestly, Dee, you just go in there and it's just trousers down. And I was like, I just don't believe this, but. You know, maybe it's true. I don't know. I mean, I hope it isn't that. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Oh, speaking of bees, randomly, a couple of days ago, I said to Harry, Harry, what do you call a house? What do you call, um, like, the place where bees live? And he said, uh, a honey house. Mm. I just thought that was, like, the cutest thing I'd ever Heard that in my is life. Very sweet. And then he said, No, no, I mean a honey hive. And I was mm-hmm. like, Harry. Oh, just so cute. So um cute. Yeah. But Chuggy and Harry both think that um bees are like um uh you know, like in Winnie the Pooh, how they're like Winnie's always having like face offs with like swarms of angry bees over the honey. <laughs> so I think they're like bees are bad because they're always like going in Pooh Bear's ears and like <laughs> getting on his nerves and stuff. So I stepped 
outside the other day to to have my morning coffee on the terrace. And within the space of 10 seconds, a man had stepped out of the construction site. He burped, then spat, and then oh, coughed. I'm sorry, that's... that's Spitting is... Spitting is, means you should be dead. I mean, it's... I can't cope with it. It was never acceptable. No. But right now there's so many and it's uh, runners as well do it a lot where they will run past you and just spit at your Gob. feet i had a row with someone outside a um <laughs> this is one of those examples which happens too frequently in my life where i do something i try and uphold a sense of um any attempt on my part to try and be like moral and have a sort of you know like be you know just take action against something that I perceive to be wrong ends with me actually looking like a complete lunatic. So I was outside, I was coming out of a McDonald's with my kids like months and months ago. And um, this like horrible, scrotty, like teenage yobbo just gobbed at my feet. And oh. I literally, and it was like, it was like a proper came through the nose one as well. Oh, and I, I literally just looked up at him and I was like, how I was just I, I literally said something like, "How dare you do that near me?" Good. I was, I was like, "That's absolutely disgusting." And then he said something really horrible to me, like, "Oh fuck off, you fucking fat bitch," or something, or "You miserable bitch." And I oh literally just tore. I li- honestly was like, "Why don't you fuck off, you fucking piece of shit?" And then I was like, and then I and then he said something like, "Oh." that's a nice way to talk in front of your kids. And I was like, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, it's so annoying when you get into one of those and you just sort of, I've, I've had it a lot over the last couple of months where I felt really angry and I've just said something where maybe I wouldn't have done in those kind of situations. And then you sort of stand back and and look at yourself and you think, right. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I wish I wasn't doing this. But... I wish I wasn't rowing with a teenager outside of a McDonald's. <laughs> oh, oh, Harry's here. It's done. Rugrats movie done. <laughs> it's yeah. done. Okay, yeah, I'll put something else on. Will you tell Harry to say hello? Emily says hello. Yes. How are you? Good. If he's watching. He's been watching the Rugrats. Do you remember the Rugrats being? Yeah. God, they're I just it. so good, aren't they? They're just so cute. They're just hilarious. He's... I found Angelica quite scary. Angelica is quite scary. I, I'm worried that Chuggy's kind of taking her as a sort of... <laughs> oh, a... I can see similarities, yeah, actually. as a like... But also, actually, Chuggy's way more... Um, she's way more Lil. Do you remember Phil and Lil, the twins? Oh, yeah. They were always, like, eating worms and just generally being, like, quite <laughs> <laughs> quite naughty. Yeah. Oh, I can hear she's coming up now. There's no there's no peace now. Oh, Christ almighty. It's all starting. Oh, Chuggy's here now. Go on. I love you too, Chuggy. Um, can I, I watch that? Cars? Good dinosaur. Dinosaur. Right, okay. Go for a wee-wee. I'll wait for a wee-wee. Oh, right, great. <laughs> these podcasts increasing. I love you. I love your rings, Ah, uh, thanks, sweetheart. Now you're going to wear these. Okay. Like can, this. Can you hear it? What's she saying? Now I'm what? Did... 
say again. When you're growing up, you're going to wear these. She's got currently got my engagement and wedding ring, which is on the bedside <laughs> table, and she's going, I like your rings, mummy. When I'm a grown-up, I will wear these. <laughs> I wonder what she's going to be like with a little oh, brother or sister. sister. I feel I like she's going to love them hard. Oh, yeah, she will. They'll be like that, like, come here, let me hold <laughs> you. Don't try to move. But then she just does say really cute stuff like, can the baby sleep in my room when it comes? I'm like, sure, mm. <laughs> because I'm the one that's Did you wish you'd had a sibling? So much. Yeah. My mum talks about this time when I was in the back of the car, and I guess I was probably Chuggy's age, and I was saying, "Why won't? Why can't I have a brother or a sister?" And she was apparently in the front seat just sobbing because oh, she had tried but couldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess a lot of the time, weirdly, actually speaking to people who have siblings for this podcast. And also just friends who have siblings who they get on with. But then, you know, it's such a potluck because sibling relationships vary so much. Oh my but, God, yeah. But I do think, I guess I think in 10 years' time, it might be very frightening to be facing the prospect of, I just don't have a big family. Yeah. And I think siblings, as you get older and you deal with the things that life starts to throw at you more and more, are can be a real support yeah and also just somebody who has shared your inevitably unusual childhood yeah as a point you know to have that understanding with is is a really can be a really amazing thing and but you know I have there are friendships like mine and yours where I I sort of feel like I have I did we did we didn't share a childhood but I feel you understand me on a level yeah. that is as comforting in lots yeah. of ways. And the thing to remember as well is I've got two siblings, two sisters, and the thing, I think everyone's experience of even when you've been in, this, lived under the same roof, I mean, I think everyone's experience of that childhood and that environment is actually quite different. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't think my experience is the same as... I don't think I, I don't think I look back on it in the same way that my my like sister you know my, my sisters do. I always used to only, I used to think when we used to go on holiday or, or go away somewhere, I used to always think right oh it's quite good to have sisters because at least you can just play with them. Yeah, you know, holidays yeah. were definitely the loneliest time yeah. because I wasn't very good at I was just shy I wasn't yeah. very good at going to it I mean the only time I went to a kids club I basically fell in love with the woman who was running it oh, <laughs> and I was a sort of fat nine-year-old who and and she um I mean she was basically you know one of those like 18 year old yeah. gap year mega hot and um, and then I found out she was dating one of the men who was also running the kids' camp, and I was devastated. So Isn't that was weird. As a child, you actually think like, even as a little this kid, you're like, "This could happen." <laughs> and I used to, I used to look at, I used to like look at, um, like the, my Michael Jackson Thriller album, and be like, <laughs> "Well, this could happen." I was probably like aged eight. Um, fantasizing I mean it about, probably could have I mean it I wasn't I, I probably could have done but like do you know what I mean like 
what the hell is going on in the brain where that is? I know. I know. The optimism of a child. Yeah. The optimism. Can I just say, just, I mean, my three childhood crushes, Emily, were, and what does this say about me just mentally? Started off with Michael Jackson, which went on for years. But, like, there was a specific period, like, 80s, really, was the sort of the main, my, my, my 80s Michael Jackson. Followed by um, Mitch from Baywatch, a.k.a. David Hasselhoff, right? Mm. I just liked it. And then, finally, Sylvester Stallone. I mean, <laughs> I ask you, okay? I remember, I remember you talking about Sylvester Stallone. Mine started with Maid Marion Fox from... Oh, uh, she is... <laughs> She is gorgeous. I fancy her. <laughs> I would definitely. She's so lovely. And she's so, don't you think she's so like quintessentially British as well? I she's know. She's just delightful. But I find that depressing as a feminist now that I was basically going for a sort of, you, you know. Should, you should have a, actually fancied. A droopy. You should have fancied Clucky. The new, you know, <laughs> oh my God. That's so weird that you say that because apparently people used to say that that's who Kaylee reminded them of. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, after that, it was um, when I used to sneak down and when my parents were watching X Files when I was like 11 and I used to watch Gillian Anderson on TV. Oh, God. That's, that's like. But that still stays now. That's and I remember remains. that remains. And when I was working at the Times, I had to go and meet her to take her up for an interview. And I was so nervous, age sort of 27, about meeting my uh, original crush that I just, I probably seemed very rude because I just couldn't speak to her. And she was, she sort of was like tentatively like, um, could I get a coffee? And I was like, yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, you like, <laughs> like totally weren't unprofessional. You like, weren't you like, there's a tray of biscuits over there if you want them, dinner if you eat those, but... Uh... Custard creams, bourbons, you know the usual. You know what a biscuit is, don't you, Gillian? God, <laughs> fucking hell. I've got other shit to do, you know. Boring as anything you are, Gillian. What a I'm letdown. trying to remember who else there was. I mean, definitely Kate Winslet in Titanic. Uh, um, yeah. I just, you're lucky to have, <laughs> you're lucky to have met your uh, first crush, who is a respected and beautiful and talented actress. <laughs> David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff, perhaps. Why not a convicted child sex offender? I mean, a musical icon, there's no doubt, but I mean, a man with significant personal issues. David Hasselhoff. I don't, I don't really know where to go with that. And then Sylvester Stallone, who, I mean, I don't suspect if I met Sylvester that I would have that much in common with him I'm trying to think of who my weirdest crush would be I mean I don't think it could get much weirder than David Hasselhoff <laughs> I don't know oh no my, think... my Jeremy Clarkson he's my weird crush oh god yeah. that is unforgivable yeah. on so many he levels is. he's just an don't awful man in awful jeans <laughs> what <laughs> Just literally like Rick bites the dust, Clarkson bites the dust. I doubt Clarkson, uh, Clarkson would be interested in the not, content of this. Clarkson is not listening to this. There's a probably okay. too busy having a tug over a car. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a farmer now. 
Oh. It's not been too busy having a turnover as farm. I did. I do remember when I was a, a child, trying to understand that I was a lesbian. That I looked at an album cover that my parents had. I must have been like ten years old of Katie Bang with a sort right. of cropped haircut, wearing a tux, and I was like, "Yeah, I think that um, makes sense to me." That makes sense. Everything, but then obviously didn't come out for another twelve years. But oh. the the seeds were planted. I just the thought of little the thought of little <gasps> sort of what? No, I just remembered who it was. Sorry, it was when I went to the Sea Life Centre when I was of like course. seven, and there was that woman with a very tightly, a short tight curl head of hair, and similar to your girlfriend at the current girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, but it was more like, it was only sort of three or four centimetres long. Oh, okay. And she, the clouds parted and the sun shone on her and she was on a rock throwing sort of fish guts from a bucket to a pack of seals. Uh, And and that was, I thought she was heaven. You really got, you really got, went in for sort of... I just, I went, I went hard on the stereotype when I was younger because I think that was all I could understand. Not the nuanced versions of... Lezzers. Oh, the thought of just little... But then I just... I could cry when I think about you wearing your little um, Leonardo DiCaprio t-shirt. And it was a beard. <laughs> it was even then a beard. Well, it had... It was all I mean, about Kate. There was no... Both... Was, yeah, both... Nothing for you. It was all about Kate. Although, actually, I did... I did love Leo, but I think he was quite... I loved the feminine aspect of it. Like, I liked... I was like, God, what rosy red lips he has. And <laughs> what slender ankles he has. <laughs> and then, I, yeah, that T-shirt had the lyrics to My Heart Will Go oh, On printed on the I, back. That just honestly cuts <laughs> me in such a deep place. I had Titanic, the film, and I, it came on two VHS cassettes. Oh, yeah. I you had, had to change well. it over in the middle. I think I watched it... Like from, I think I watched it start to finish once and never again. Um, I told you, didn't I, that I, I was on a Zoom the other day, quite late, and uh, Kaylee started singing to the cat, and oh, it was no, audible. My sweet baby boy. <laughs> Sh- I, or maybe it was, <laughs> maybe it was the one that goes, "He's a sweet lad, sweet lad." His breath smells like go cat, <laughs> which I always think is quite Shola Amma. It oh, is quite Shola Amma that. There's see, various does styles. Does he eat go cat? Oh God, not anymore. He's on his pedigree food I gonna, now. I this was, was going to say. I mean, surely he's upgraded. No, this harks back to very early days when we thought he was. His coat was sumptuous and glossy, and we took him to the vet, and she did like a sharp inhale, and we were like, "Great, she's gonna say what we know, which is that he's stunning." And she, so she went, and we were like, "I know, isn't he really silky and amazing?" And she was like, "His the state of his coat and his teeth is abysmal." And we were like, (laughs) (laughs) "And we were like, what? what? Excuse me, how dare you?" And she was like, you must spend more money on getting him some proper food. So now he's on, he's basically lives the life of a prince now. He's got like very expensive food. We have to brush his teeth with a tiny toothbrush. And uh, we've got these like grooming gloves that he gets so jazzed about that when he sees you pull out the carrier bag, he starts like screaming. And um, 
And he's also started this new thing. He will sit in the bath and just scream until you turn the tap on. And then he sits and drinks from it. No, he doesn't. And I, and so I have this idea that he, when we turn the tap on and he stands and drinks from it, in his head, he's Peter Andre. Or, yeah. you know, is in a kind of herbal essences You need ad. to get him some paper bag jeans and, like, mm. get him back on the go-cut so he can have rippling cat abs. I w- oh, he's actually a bit chubs. Kaylee's oh. put him on a diet, oh. when which the I ta- think is cruel. Well, you've heard about the childhood cats that we had. One of Humpty, Humpty Beesroll, who had no had to have all of his teeth bar like one removed because they. And were we just... tell so many people about Humpty. Yeah, he was amazing. And then when he ate, he just used to like bury his face into his bowl and then. Throw the food, <laughs> throw the food into the back of his mouth. Yeah, he used to like when he was really old and like super fat. Um, he used to just jump and try and get like onto the garage roof in my parents' garden. But he used to just jump at the trellis to try and like climb up onto the garage roof as he had done in his glory days. But then like he he just wouldn't be able to get anywhere. So someone would have to go out and sort of like. Sh- Jimmy him up onto the garage roof. He was just such a sweet creature. Blessed angel. I feel like I've been being very downbeat over this episode. And so I just want to say... I don't think you have. I just know that I'm feeling flat. And I think it is hard to be keeping chipper at the minute. So I would like to say that... Although it's conversations like this that are keeping me sane. So I'm very happy that we chatted this morning because it has pepped me up. Good. Well, I don't think you're... I don't honestly think you're unchipper. I would just like to say... I just... I'm sorry that I always start our conversations with, oh, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I can't just say, hi, Em. How are you? God, great to hear from you. What's going on? What's you? Yeah, let's but kick up our heels. What's... It's hard. It's it's that's this is not the time for that. Well, maybe it is no. some days, but lots of the days it's not. And I, I think it's in order to stay as sane as possible, you've got to just say when it's bad. I know. I know. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. And I want to say as well that I feel very sad that I'm not going to be seeing you on your birthday so well I really no one will I'll be at home I might just be I might just stay at home and watch Cliffhanger holding a Michael Jordan poster (laughs) I really hope damn it that's what I should have sent you a life size Sylvester Stallone Sylvester Stallone cut out like to tell us about someone you're missing we'd love to hear from you get in touch at radioisopodcast at gmail.com or on instagram at radioisopod <laughs>